There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All right, we continue in our series, uh, The Ghost. Remember what we're doing? We're looking at uh, that person of God, that person of the Holy Spirit uh, working in our lives. I'm Pastor Bob, Senior Pastor here at Christ Church, and uh, I am really excited about today because I want you to know today, if you take this challenge today that God's going to lay in front of you, if you take this seriously today, I am absolutely convinced uh, it can change the way you see your future, the way you see the days ahead of you and how you walk through them. That's a pretty good start, huh? Pretty good challenge. Uh, I'm convinced of that, right? Because uh, we're going to look today at what is it that God, through the Holy Spirit, uh, gives us, right? So, so far, we've tried to understand the Holy Spirit as this person that comes alongside of us, and it is the best for us, right? Jesus said he needed to go away because it would be best for us if the Holy Spirit came to be with us, and he does. He comes. He comes to be alongside of us. Uh, and he's this person that we can continue to relate to. And then Pastor Andrew laid out yes, uh, last week that uh, this person uh, sets us apart, makes us holy, and sets us apart. Uh, and as set apart, we're set apart for God's intentions and God's purposes, God's preferred future is the way I like to say it, God's preferred future for us, and he uses us in kingdom work, that he works through us to Others. Okay, so that's kind of the the, the summary of, of what we've done uh, so far. If you pick up with where Pastor Andrew left off last week, it can be a little intimidating if you think about it. That wait, wait a minute, God is going to work through me to impact other people. That God is going to work through me to do kingdom work that has eternal implications. How about you? That's pretty big thinking, right? The idea that little old me could be used to accomplish something that has eternal consequences in somebody else's life. And when you hear that so often, you, you probably hear that and feel a little inadequate, right? Or uh, it's like when you, you get on the plane and you just want to be left alone and God keeps nudging you that the person next to you needs to hear about the gospel and you just say, you know, let somebody else do it, right? You ever had that moment? It can be a little intimidating. What I want to do this morning is help you understand that you don't have to be afraid, you don't have to be intimidated, because God will never ask you to do what he is not prepared to give you the gifts and abilities to accomplish, right? He's never going to ask you to live out a preferred future, 
right, an intention and a kingdom work, He's never going to ask you to do that if He hasn't first prepared you and given you everything you need to accomplish it. And when it comes to the Holy Spirit, what is that, right? What is it that God gives us that equips us to be kingdom people to impact others around us for their own eternity? Uh, The answer is spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts. This is one of the things the Holy Spirit does, that when the Holy Spirit sets us apart for God's purposes, the Holy Spirit also infuses and brings to us spiritual gifts. Now, a lot of people in the church get intimidated by this particular subject, like, "Uh uh-oh, spiritual gifts. Before we go, we're all going to be speaking in tongues, (laughs) right? No, we're not going to be speaking in tongues. That's only one of the gifts. And in all honesty, it's actually one of the lesser gifts, right? Uh, We're going to just look at this principle of what are spiritual gifts and why does the Holy Spirit bring those uh, into our lives. So here's a definition of spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are divine abilities. Now, that's important right there. These are divine abilities. This is not something the world has, right? These aren't things that that anybody has. These aren't things the world has. These are specific, divine, supernatural gifts and abilities that God gives uniquely to His people. This is something we, kingdom people, we have these gifts, right? They are divinely designed and divinely chosen and given to His people specifically, right? So they're divine supernatural abilities, and they're given by the Holy Spirit. This is what the Holy, one of the works of the Spirit, as it sets us apart, it brings to each of us these gifts. And that's the next one, to every believer, all right? So if you're in the room today, and you're already in that place where you say, Jesus is Lord, and you've Proclaim that and been baptized, right? Guess what? That means you have spiritual gifts. You got them, right? Because that's what he does. He delivers. You can count on that, right? He delivers. He never fails to deliver. And so if you're a believer and you've been baptized, the Holy Spirit has already poured into you these divine, supernatural, chosen-for-you abilities, okay? You got them. Every believer, and they're given to you for a purpose. They're given to you according to God's design. So these gifts are given to you so that you can be the person God wants you to be and you can live out the impact future that God wants for you for the kingdom of heaven, right? To impact others for the cause. You, these gifts are specifically given to you. God knows your future. He knows what's in front of you. And so he chooses these gifts and he gives them to you so you can be the person he wants you to be. You follow? This is really good stuff. They're according to God's design. And what do they do? They build up believers and they make new Christ followers. Right? So they encourage us together, some of them. They encourage us together and they extend the kingdom. Right? Spiritual Gifts. Now, if you go into the Greek around that world, the word, uh, the Greek word that's most often used for spiritual gifts is charismata, and the root is charis, and the root, that charis root, is called grace, right? Really cool idea. What are these gifts? These are grace gifts. Not something we deserve, not something we earn. They are something that God just simply wants you to have. 
He just wants you to have them. Parents, you've probably given some of those gifts to your kids, right? They're just a gift that, I mean, it's not socks and underwear, right? It's just a gift that you know this is just going to thrill your child, you know, if they open up this gift, right? And you just want them to have this gift. They're just grace gifts. You know those gifts, right? They're just good grace gifts. That's what these are. These spiritual gifts are just good personally chosen for you, grace gifts. The first time we see uh, spiritual gifts show up in the scriptures is in Romans 1, the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Rome, and he says, for I long to visit you so I can bring you some spiritual gift, right, that will help you grow strong uh, in the Lord. Paul just wants to come and share what God has already poured into him, this spiritual gift, so that he can encourage and strengthen others. And spiritual gifts, therefore, because they are good grace gifts, are gifts that we ought to desire. Anybody in the room desire chocolate? Yeah. Do you ever have that time when you just had to have chocolate and you like, you you rip out the bottom of your purse because you know there's a Hershey kiss in there or you're, you know, you're digging in in the upholstery of the car because you had M&Ms the other day and you're hoping there's one in there somewhere, right? You just got this, I got to have chocolate, (laughs) right? Well, Paul's saying, listen, these are so, these are grace gifts. These are so good, right, that we ought to just desire these gifts. Not be afraid of them, but want them, desire them, crave them, seek them, right? Earnestly want to understand and employ these gifts. Let love be the highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gifts, right? These are good grace gifts that we ought to want and desire, Now, I think the problem for us is what the Apostle Paul points out to the church in Corinth. And that is that we've probably heard about spiritual gifts, but for a lot of us as Christ followers, we just simply don't understand them. Right? We just don't know a a, a lot about them. Right? And, And Paul says, now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. If we're not supposed to be uninformed, we're supposed to be informed, right? That's what he's saying. We need to be informed. A lot of times in in the church, we we just don't know about him, right? We just haven't taken the time to understand the power and the impact and the goodness of these grace gifts. Now, here's an important thing. The powers of hell want you to stay uninformed. The power of darkness is afraid today, right now. The power of darkness is scared that the people of Christ's church will get informed, discover their spiritual gifts, and change people's lives for the kingdom of heaven. Evil hopes today that we will walk out of here And we'll just say, well, that was nice. And do nothing. Because if we do this, if we get informed, people's lives are going to change. Because these are good grace gifts given for the purpose of expanding the kingdom of heaven and making an impact for eternity. Did you get that? 
That's powerful stuff. Paul says to those Corinthians, now there's different kind of gifts, right? So not all of us have the same gifts. Different kinds of gifts specifically chosen for you, right? There's different kind of gifts, but it's the same Spirit gives them, right? There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord that does it. There are different kinds of, of uh, working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. This is God at work. The one true God at work. And he's designed specific gifts for you, spiritual gifts for you, these divine abilities just for you, because he already knows your preferred future and what you're going to need to be the person he wants you to be to impact for the kingdom of heaven. Do you follow that? That's the way it works. These gifts are significant gifts because they will play out in your ability to be the person God wants you to be and do the mission God wants you to do and accomplish. He says, now to each one of the manifestations of the Spirit, to, now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Notice it says to each one. That means if you're a Christ follower, you've been baptized, you're a Christ follower, you have the gifts. You have the gifts. We just need to be informed and discover what they are. And it's affirmed because you can say Jesus is Lord, right? So if you can say Jesus is Lord, you can be convinced today that you've been given chosen spiritual gifts just for you, right? It says, so I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by who? The Holy Spirit, right? This is what the Spirit does, right? So if you can say Jesus is Lord, when, when you say Jesus is Lord, He has already chosen for you and poured into you these divine spiritual abilities. Now, before we know what spiritual abilities are, spiritual gifts are, we also have to know what they are not, okay? This is important, what they are not. They are not natural talents, Right? Some of you may be musically talented. Some of you may be athletically talented. Some of you may be talented with numbers. I'm not. But, right? Some of you may have all kinds of natural, just natural talents. Those aren't spiritual gifts. Right? Those are just natural talents that God wove into you as you were formed and fashioned in the womb. And when you came out of the box... You, you, you had these talents, right? They're just part of you. They're natural. They're woven into you, right? That's not spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are chosen gifts designed by God for you that he infuses into you when you say Jesus is Lord and he pours water and word over you, okay? Difference. They're not natural talents, right? They can complement your natural talents, but they're not natural talents. Second, Spiritual gifts are not given to just a few important people, right? So we can look at Scripture and say, man, those apostles, look at the gifts they had. Man, those guys were awesome. They were incredible. They could do stuff I couldn't even think or imagine. No, 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 that's not true. I mean, yeah, they, had, they did awesome things, but they were displaying the same spiritual gifts that God gives to you, right? So it's not just like a few Elite people get these spiritual gifts. No, every Christian, every Christ follower has chosen spiritual gifts poured into them. They're also not evidence of spiritual superiority, right? What does that mean? Well, it doesn't mean that somehow unless you display certain spiritual gifts, 
you're not really a mature Christian, right? So unfortunately in the church, there are some parts of the church that kind of hone in on one or two of these spiritual gifts and say, well, you know, really, you're not really a strong Christian unless you can display this particular spiritual gift. That's just not true. It's just not true. Spiritual gifts are given chosen abilities given to each one of us. They're not signs of somehow raising the bar of some spiritual maturity to meet the quota, right? They're just gifts chosen specifically for us. They're also not fruits of the Spirit, right? So fruits of the Spirit come out of Galatians 5. There's nine of them, right? Like patience, kindness, you know, that whole list. There are nine of them. I'm not going through them. But go to Galatians 5 and read them. The, That's fruits of the Spirit. Those are things that we all should should seek and, and display, right? Fruits of the Spirit. We should all seek those fruits of the Spirit. But spiritual gifts are given specifically to you, and you may not have the same one that somebody else has, right? They're given specifically to you. So not everybody has the same spiritual gifts. We all should display fruits of the Spirit, but not everybody's going to display the same spiritual gifts. Does that make sense? Okay. And they're not something to be afraid of. This is not something we should fear. In fact, remember, Paul said we should desire these gifts. So what are the gifts? You ready? If you go into scriptures, there's four biblical lists of spiritual gifts. Now, we don't have enough time because I only got three minutes and eight seconds left to go through all the spiritual gifts, right? So you're going to have to do some work on this one, okay? Some homework on this one. Here's, here's where they're located. And so you need to go back and read through that. We are going to help you understand these spiritual gifts. I'm just going to give you one example in Corinthians here of where the spiritual gifts show up, okay? And how you decide, discern, oh, okay, so there's a spiritual gift. So here's Paul, and he says, In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well, kingdom work. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, that's the spiritual gift, right? If he's given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, that's the spiritual gift, right? Serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is encouraging others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility serious. If you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. So there's just one example of some of the spiritual gifts that God pours out in his people. Now, what's really cool about that, here is the whole list of spiritual gifts put together from the, from the different lists in Scripture. So take a minute, look at those gifts, right? And someone may pop out and say, oh, I think I might have that one. Oh, I may think I have that one, right? You look at your own experience. What I find really cool about the spiritual gifts is when you discern, when you find out what your spiritual gifts are, you also find out what your spiritual gifts aren't. <laughs> that really helps me. <laughs> right? So I got to tell you, like uh, sometimes Jill and my wife Jill will say to me, you know, you could be a little more empathetic. Right? And I'm like, I know I should, but it's not one of my gifts. <laughs> I got to tell you, it's not, I know it's bad. Oh, my pastor's not empathetic. You know, no, I mean, I, I got to work at that, people. I'm sorry. It's just got to be a work for me. It's just, this doesn't come natural to me, right? It's just, just not, yeah, right? But it's kind of cool because you find out 
what these spiritual gifts are, right? But you also find out what the spiritual gifts aren't. And it gives you a little permission to understand yourself better, right? And in your marriage, this can help you. If you find out what your spiritual gifts are, also find out what your spouse's spiritual gifts are, right? And you find out what they aren't, right? This is good stuff, right? So anyway, here's the list of, of, all, the, all, of all the spiritual gifts, right? So like I have the gift of, of uh, faith, and I have the, that's one of my major gifts, and I have the gift of teaching, that's one of my major gifts. Um, I have the gift of uh, wisdom, discernment, that's one of my major gifts. I have a secondary gift of prophecy, and just show you how all that, uh, all that works out. Like the gift of faith, right, is just, you just can see things that God's going to do. Right? If you have the gift of faith, you just, you, just, you just have this belief thing that you just see things and believe in God. You believe for things that others would look at and say, impossible. Right? That's the gift of faith. You just see things and believe in things that other people would just look at and say, I, I don't know how that can happen. Right? So I've told you this before. Right? I came and preached at, at Christ Church back in you know, the early 1980s. Right? And I knew then. I could see then today. I could see Christ Church today back in 1980. What, we're, what God is doing among us. I could see that then. Not because I'm somehow really cool and, and you know, insightful, but it's my spiritual gifts. right? I had the gift of faith and I had the gift of prophecy. Put those together and you can see things and believe things for what God is going to do. See how that works? Spiritual gifts. That's what it is. Uh, so the key is, First Peter, remember, God has given each of us these spiritual gifts. So the challenge of today, the work of the Holy Spirit today to understand is the Holy Ghost has given you gifts. What's your, everybody like getting gifts, by the way? You're not so sure right now, are you? <laughs> kind of nervous right now, aren't you? Yeah. No, gifts are good. Watch the screen for a minute. Just watch the screen for a minute. Think about gifts, okay? Think about gifts. Yeah, that was just a little break in the action just to wake you up again. And uh, just to show you, do you notice all those people that are carrying around an unopened package? Right? Through their life, different circumstances, carrying an unopened package. Think about this. Mom and Dad, what would it be like for you to spend time, energy, emotion, think about your kid, shop for discern and decide on giving them the most perfect gift you could possibly give them. And you wrap it up and you give them that gift. And then three years later, you're in their house and you open up the closet and what do you see sitting on the shelf? An unopened gift. 
That is just the way your Heavenly Father feels if you ignore this morning. He's given you the most precious gifts he could think of and imagine for your life so you could impact the world for the kingdom of heaven. Don't be uninformed. Take this message seriously today and unwrap that gift. Unwrap the gift. Use the gift. That's why he gives it. We're going to make that as easy as we possibly can for you this morning. Uh, We've got these gifts upstairs in the snug. And uh, wherever you see one of these gifts upstairs in the fellowship, uh, new fellowship spot that we created, right? Uh, You see that gift up? You can go up there. We've got a laptop there. You can sit down. You can open up. You can take a spiritual gifts inventory that will help you discover your gifts. Right? And if you don't have time to do that today, you can go on the webpage and you can just go to gifts and you can take that spiritual gifts inventory. When it's done, it'll tell you what your gifts up. It's got a summary. It's a little paragraph with scripture reference of what each gift is so you can understand uh, your gift. You can even text gifts and we'll get you there. Or you can go in the mobile app. What's the big deal? Unwrap the gift. Unwrap the gift. It will change It will change your future. When you understand the precious, supernatural, spiritual abilities that God chose just for you to advance His glory in His cause. Let's pray. Father, thanks. Thanks for thinking of us and just seeing, knowing the future, knowing how you can use us to advance the kingdom because our life is not about us. It is absolutely all about you. So, Lord, lead us today to unwrap these spiritual gifts, these spiritual abilities that you chose for us. Help us to just receive them, to understand them, and employ them in the cause of the kingdom. Thank you, Lord, for these gifts. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.